at a different time. Hey, gorgeous goddess. <laughs> it's your girl, Abiola from sacredbombshell.com. And today we are talking about a little known affliction, a disease that needs a cure, something that I've encountered recently. And I am here to help. <laughs> so over the past few weeks, I have had the honor and the privilege at speaking at a number of different events, conferences, schools, etc., to amazing women of every age, background, experience, ethnicity, who have had one thing in common, that they want to better themselves and they want to better the planet. Now, this experience that I've had, this new disease that I'm gonna be telling you the cure for, I noticed it first when I would say to someone, they would say, hey, Abiola, you know, can I, do you have a business card? And I'd go, you know, here's my card. I still use cards. I think cards are still valuable. I think you should still have cards. And then I would say, sure, give me your card. And so then they would give me their card, but then they would start to explain, oh, wait, that's not my right website. That's not my right phone number. Let me cross this off. Let me write this. Let me circle around. Let me clear this up. I no longer do this. I no longer do that. I also noticed it when I would say to people, you know, people would tell me what they did and I'd say, oh, cool. You know, what's your website? And they would say, oh, my site's not ready yet. It's not so cool. Wait, I, I got to redo it. It sucks. My site's not live or it's live, but I hate it. Or my site is old or it needs updating or whatever. Or I say, well, cool, let's exchange Instagrams. And they would say, oh, my Instagram is, you know, I, I, I just set it to private or I just took it down or the pictures up there are old or I haven't updated it or it's the Instagram for my old business, not my new business. In other words, excuses. In other words, excuses, excuses, excuses. Now, I am calling this new disease brand shame. Do you have brand shame? Leave me a comment and let me know if you are feeling brand shame. Brand shame is when you are embarrassed or ashamed about the brand that you are putting into the world. So good news, we have the cure. Today, I'm talking about how to build your personal brand so that you are proud of it, so that you it, it speaks to you and it speaks about you and so that your ideal client, customer, target person knows exactly who you are. Now, the word branding originally comes from when they would brand cows, you know, poor cows, you know, with a bit of hot iron to mark them so that you knew this cattle came from this place, this cattle came from that place, right? And so branding is very specifically the way that we know why we want to go to you for your business and services versus your competitor or the people next door, right? So branding is the reason why we know whether if you are a target person or a Coles person or a target person or a Marshalls person or a Bloomingdale's person or a Neiman Marcus person, right? Or you prefer Lord and Taylor or Henry Bendel's or you like better Gucci or Louis or whatever, you know? It's the reason why you like you know, for me, like I am a hair products junkie. I got a lot of hair. This is not it, <laughs> but I have a lot of hair. And so I love hair products. 
branding, two examples of branding when it comes to hair products. Carol's Daughter, which I love. Their products work well for my hair. I love their hair milk. Over the past year or so, was bought out by um, a major retailer. And, major, and now the major corporation that bought Carol's Daughter, I no longer have to just go to my little boutique space on 125 in Harlem to get Carol's Daughter. Um, they are available in, you know, Walgreens and Dwayne Reed and, you know, whatever drugstores are near you. My first fear was, oh, is this going to still be the same Carol's Daughter I love? I was nervous because for me, the Carol's Daughter brand is about a woman, you know, the story, her brand identity, Lisa Price in her kitchen, cooking up these uh, beautiful potions and concoctions and naming them after her mother, Carol, Carol's daughter. And so when it was now, although I'm very happy for her to cash in on her brand and be able to move on and do something different, that I first was nervous. Is this still the brand? The brand identity shifted. Another brand story when it comes to hair is that, you know, for example, the brand Mixed Chicks. I had two different hairstylists say to me, hey, you should try the brand Mixed Chicks. It would probably be really cool, really good for your hair and really help you with, you know, twist out or whatever style I was trying to achieve at the time. But they felt like it would be really great with my, my natural hair texture. It probably would be, being that two different stylists have told me that. But the brand Mixed Chicks, unwittingly, doesn't speak to me. I'm black mixed with black. I'm African mixed with African <laughs> and I'm proud of it. And so is my hair. My hair is, my hair may, may or may not be proud of it. I don't know if my hair has feelings. Actually it does. We're all, everything on us has feelings and energy, but my hair, you know, is also African mixed with African. And I love that. Now the brand Mixed Chicks says specifically in its title that it's for Mixed Chicks. So good for them. Good for Mixed Chicks. You know, my mixed sisters, um, and family members who that brand speaks to them. It's great. We all need something to speak to us. But for me, it felt exclusionary. It felt to me like they're saying, I don't necessarily want your business. Again, I know that I'm sure that that wasn't their intention. Their intention was to speak directly to their audience, which is smart because we mark them so that you knew this cattle came from this place, this cattle came from that place, right? And so branding is very specifically the way that we know why we want to go to you for your business and services versus your competitor or the people next door, right? So branding is the reason why we know whether if you are a target person or a Coles person or a target person or a Marshalls person or a Bloomingdale's person or a Neiman Marcus person, right? Or you prefer Lord & Taylor or Henry Vandals, or you like better Gucci or Louis or whatever, you know? It's the reason why you like, you know, for me, like I am a hair products junkie. I got a lot of hair. This is not it, <laughs> but I have a lot of hair. And so I love hair products. Branding two examples of branding when it comes to hair products. Carol's Daughter, which I love. Their products work well for my hair. I love their hair milk. Over the past year or so, was bought out by um, a major retailer. And, major, and now the major corporation that bought Carol's Daughter, I no longer have to just go to my little boutique space on 125 in Harlem to get Carol's Daughter. Um, they are available 
in, you know, Walgreens and Dwayne Reed and, you know, whatever drugstores are near you. My first fear was, oh, is this going to still be the same Carol's Daughter I love? I was nervous because for me, the Carol's Daughter brand is about a woman, you know, the story, her brand identity. Lisa Price in her kitchen, cooking up these uh, beautiful potions and concoctions and naming them after her mother, Carol, Carol's daughter. And so when it was now, although I'm very happy for her to cash in on her brand and be able to move on and do something different, that I first was nervous. Is this still the brand? The brand identity shifted. Another brand story when it comes to hair is that, you know, for example, the brand Mixed Chicks. I had two different hairstylists say to me, hey, you should try the brand Mixed Chicks. It would probably be really cool, really good for your hair and really help you with, you know, twist out or whatever style I was trying to achieve at the time. But they felt like it would be really great with my, my natural hair texture. It probably would be, being that two different stylists have told me that. But the brand Mixed Chicks, unwittingly, doesn't speak to me. I'm black mixed with black. I'm African mixed with African <laughs> and I'm proud of it. And so is my hair. My hair is, my hair may, may or may not be proud of it. I don't know if my hair has feelings. Actually it does. We're all, everything on us has feelings and energy, but my hair, you know, is also African mixed with African. And I love that. Now the brand Mixed Chicks says specifically in its title that it's for mixed chicks. So good for them, good for mixed chicks. You know, my mixed sisters um, and family members who that brand speaks to them. It's great. We all need something to speak to us. But for me, it felt exclusionary. It felt to me like they're saying, I don't necessarily want your business. Again, I know that I'm sure that that wasn't their intention. Their intention was to speak directly to their audience, which is smart because with brand, with dealing, creating your brand, everybody is not for everybody. And so I know for a fact that, you know, in the beginning when I was building my brand, key mistake that I made many, many different ways is that my personal people pleasing affected my professional life because I wanted everybody to like me. And so rather than speaking directly to you, who I speak to, I wanted to talk to everybody, you know, so people would ask me, I'll be in a meeting with a TV, you know, producer and they would say, who is this, you know, show for? And I would say, it's for everybody. Nothing is for everybody. Everybody's not going to like you. Everything doesn't appeal to everybody. And that is okay. That's perfectly fine. You know, I am a very specific kind of person. Everybody's not going to appeal to this video. This video is not going to appeal to everybody. And that is cool. So Let's clear up this brand shame disease because you should not feel ashamed when you go somewhere and someone says, what's your website or what's your business and not be able to clearly explain or show or be who you be. All right. So 10 ways to cure yourself of brand shame or build a brand and brand identity from scratch if you haven't already done so. The good news is you already have a personal brand. Yep, that's right. Whether you know it or not, you have a personal brand. It is the way that people experience you and people experience your business. What you're going to do now is be more deliberate about it. If you can afford to hire a brand coach or a brand a branding company to work with you and your brand, then you should absolutely do that because there are things that we don't know we don't know what we don't know. And there are things that we don't know about our own brand and our own selves and the ways that we're perceived that someone else might 
be able, an expert might be able to come in and hone in on and help you to tell a better story to reach your target audience. So 10 ways to cure yourself of brand shame and make you a rocking badass bombshell brand. All right. So number one, know thyself. Be very clear. Like I said, everybody's not going to like you. You are not for everybody. And the more clear that you are about who you are, the more clear that your ideal client or customer is about you. Now I'm speaking to people who are their brand like me. I am uh, with what I do. I have a personality based brand. So my brand identity is interwoven with my personal identity. For some of you that may not be true and that's fine. It may change. In the beginning for Lisa Price, Carol's daughter was interwoven with her personal brand and now she's been able to sell it and she will now go on to something else. So be clear about who you are. You have to know yourself if you're built, if you're putting out a personal brand, okay? Because for example, I have six different income streams but they all speak to the same thing. They all are consistent, which is number two about building a personal brand. Be consistent. So my six different income streams are as a speaker and broadcaster, meaning TV, radio stuff. Um, I write books, um, books and affirmation cards and meditation albums, publishing. So that's number two. Number three, is that I do online courses and trainings, right? Number four is that I have a membership that I just started, um, the Manifest Your Magic Moon Circles at manifestyourmagic.com, okay? And then number five is my events and retreats. And number six is my one-on-one -on -one coaching and VIP day coaching, right? So that's six different things, but it's all the same exact thing. Got it? All right. So you want to be consistent. You want to have consistency um, and clarity around your brand voice and your brand vision. So number three, pick three different words that speak to who your brand is and what your brand is. This will help to clarify for you what your brand is. These words can or can, you may choose to use them in your marketing, but you don't have to. It's more important for you to be clear when someone, for example, is making you an offer. Someone says, hey, you know, do you wanna represent this product or speak in this place or you know, be a part of this book or this show? You can know, okay, with certainty, whether it's on brand for you or off brand for you. So for example, if I had to pick three words to for my personal brand. Again, my personal is in, is pretty much interwoven with my professional. But three words to describe me, I would say afro afro goddess, afro urban goddess, right? And so the reason I would pick those three words or it could be afro urban hippie, either way, I'm good. Um is afro because the work that I do is very much based on my African heritage and teachings that have been passed down through my family. I am a fifth generation empowerment specialist. And so for me, culturally, that is the background that I stand on. 
urban because although my family is from Guyana, South America, that I am a New York girl. And so I like being a New Yorker. I love the New York lifestyle. That's a part of who I am and a part of my brand. And so it's different than, you know, someone who may have, they may have one of the, those words, you know, Afro or urban and be a very different thing. And I'm using urban to mean city, not like a, a um, commercially it's used a lot to mean black folk. I'm using it to mean city girl. And then the third word, like I said, could be hippie. It could be goddess. I pick goddess specifically because my work is based on the sacred. It's spiritual-based work, spiritual-based empowerment work specifically for women around feminine power. And so whether I'm talking, I'm talking to you about building a better relationship based on self-worth, which is a key to everything that I do, self-worth with a better relationships with yourself with your partner or your business, it comes from those places. Another three words, if I had to pick three other words, could be, okay, fun, right? Or joy-filled, that's very important for me as a brand identity. Um, inspirational or empowerment uh, is another strong and important work. And then feminine power. So those are three different concepts or three different words that again can very quickly convey to someone who is going to work with me, for me, or you know, in the future if I wanted to do something different with my company to know that this is what my brand identity is. Okay. And then number four, one of the cool things that you could do to get yourself out of brand shame and into uh, being a bad a badass brand badass bombshell brand is that you can give yourself a title. Again, this helps with your clarity and your consistency. So some of the titles that I've been given by others and have given myself, there is Dear Abiola because I've written advice columns 